I'm just so thankful for a church that's open to the presence of God. And I know that you might be a guest with us today, and we don't do this every week, but I just felt from the Lord like it's his service, it's his church, it's his house. And so I'm so thankful for what he's doing here. And we're going to open our hearts up real quick. There's a video that I want you to see, and it's just going to bring you some encouragement about Mother's Day. I'm so thankful. Come on, can we give our moms one more round of applause? I believe that God's doing something special for you today. And so check this video out, and then I'm going to come up and bring the word. Ashley, you and I met um, almost this time last year, um, right after um, I preached on um, talking about my adoption story. And uh, this is our first Mother's Day as mothers. (laughs) I'm really excited and um, it's a really sweet experience to be a mom. Yes. Um, I've wanted to be a mom and a wife for years and years and years. It didn't go that way for Emory and I, and you know, it was hard. Uh, I struggled a lot. Um, I thought I was a woman of really big faith, and so not being able to faith my way into motherhood really hurt a lot. And I had to continuously go back to God and say, do I trust God for who he is or for his hand of what I consider blessing? Yeah. And last year, um, Emory and I decided that we were going to pursue adoption um, over fertility treatments. We decided that that wasn't the route we we would go. Yeah. And we got a hold of a Christian um, agency and with the support of friends and family, we started that process and it was scary. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. One of the things that happened that was completely unexpected was yeah. as soon as we turned our paperwork in and had our first interview, uh, we got a call just a couple days later. And this was all around Mother's Day last year. So I was sad because it was Mother's Day and I wasn't a mother, but I was hopeful and expected because we were going through this process yeah. and we had an interview with the adoption agency the first the day after Mother's Day, Monday wow. after Mother's Day. And on Wednesday of that same week, they called us and wow. said that our son had already been born. But I love being a mom. It's not the way I would have expected it to go. And it's not the traditional route for many people, but um, I feel like there's so much grace on it from Mm -hmm. God. And I mean, he adopted us. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And I was telling Emory and a few other people recently that I wouldn't have never in a million years said, sign me up for infertility and struggling to become a mom and sign me up for all the heartache and all the baby showers that I cried through before and after and all the, you know, all the disappointment Mm -hmm. with every negative pregnancy test and sign me up for all of that. That sounds like a great time. But what I would not trade for anything is that sweet boy. And so I'm so grateful for the other side of this journey and it's helped me to trust God in every area, every situation yeah. because sometimes things don't go as you expect them but right. God is still good. Absolutely. Now I know your adoption story is very different, different. than mine. Yes, yes. Um, I grew up 
wanting to adopt since I was about seven or eight years old. Oh, wow. That was a desire of my heart. I wanted a rainbow coalition of yes. adopted <laughs> children. Yes. That was my family, family dream. That's awesome. Um, it, I wasn't the girl, and, and my mom can attest to this, who said, oh, I want to be pregnant and have lots of babies. I wanted to adopt yeah. from when I was a little girl. And so uh, in college, um, I came down with uh, an illness and was diagnosed with a disease that would not prevent me from having children, but that could um, cause some real serious complications mm-hmm. after giving birth because of the the immediate hormonal shift that mm-hmm. takes place. Um, and I talked with my current husband before we got married because I wanted everything to be laid out so he knew what he was getting into mm-hmm. <laughs> and told him um, the risks associated with me uh, being pregnant and having a child. Um, and he's just the sweetest person. <laughs> and he said, I would never ever want to put your physical health at risk when there are so many children oh. who um, need people like us to love them. Oh. And so we went down the path in uh, January of 2018. Was it 2018? Yes, 2018 we started. So much paperwork. So much paperwork. (laughs) So much paperwork. (laughs) So we got through all of that, and we were just hoping and waiting and praying uh, for that child who would be ours. Okay. And uh, in December, no, November of last year, we got a call and said uh, an expectant mama chose us, and we were just elated and over the moon. Mm. And uh, we talked with her and um, started up a relationship with her, and she was due the very end of December or early January. You know, babies come when they want to. Sure. Um, <laughs> Um, and on uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st, we got a phone call um, from our agency um, saying that uh, the mom had given birth and she had decided to parent her mm. child. Um, and it was the worst heartbreak I've ever experienced yeah. in my life. Yeah. Uh, because I love that baby already, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, with all my heart, I did. And so it, it is... Um, juggling those two emotions mm-hmm. where I'm absolutely supportive of this mother absolutely. and pray I still pray for her every day that she mm-hmm. has everything she needs to take care of that sweet little boy mm-hmm. and I pray and this for her and this will be her first mother's day it'll be hers too so happy mother's uh, day to her yes absolutely um, but the hurt mm-hmm. um, at the same time and so that was hard to deal with um, and so the year didn't start off so good sure. for us sure <laughs> in uh, February we got another phone call. Another expectant mom had chosen us to parent her son. Um, and she's the sweetest young lady. Uh, we talked on the phone for the first time and we talked for hours like wow. we were long friends. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and it was awesome. Um, and so uh, she very much so wanted us to be a part of everything. So mm-hmm. Shannon and I went to Florida and we were there in the birthing room wow. <laughs> and right by her uh, Shannon was able to cut our baby's umbilical cord wow. and so uh, we are so grateful to say that there hasn't been a breath that he's taken that we haven't been a part of uh.
and I say their their whole lives have been already entrenched in love. So it much. took so much love for those mothers to choose life. Yes. For these boys. Yep. And so I'm I'm excited to tell my little baby boy that before he even was a peanut, he was mm-hmm. so loved. So loved. <laughs> By so many people. So many people. So many people. Ashley, I love you. I love you too, Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we love you, moms. Thank you so much. Isn't that awesome? I don't know. I don't know what what stage of, a, of, of, of mom you are, but it's interesting. The Bible says that, uh, that God called Eve, or named Eve, Eve. Eve's name means mother of all the living. That's what her name means, mother of all the living. And she, did ha- she had no children when God named her that. And so a lot of you might think, well, motherhood is just having children. No, God has something in you. It's a sufficiency for humanity that he calls motherhood. And so I'm just so thankful for who you are and want to encourage you today. Uh, that video, uh, very interesting, where Crystal said, um, I wouldn't have chosen infertility. I wouldn't have chosen this trial. Uh, but then she says, I wouldn't have traded it either. And, and so I think that as we look at the word today, some of you are in, in, in huge trials right now in your life. You, you, you wouldn't have asked for infertility. You wouldn't have asked to, to have this estranged parent, or you wouldn't have asked to be in this struggle with your kids, or you wouldn't have asked to be going through a disease or, or the guilt or shit. You wouldn't have asked to be going through any of this. But, but if you look at the word in a way, I pray that today, at the end of today, you'd say, I didn't ask for this, um, but I wouldn't trade it necessarily. Because God is actually doing something in it. And we're going to look at the book of James. And, and uh, I debated on starting um, James chapter 1 today because uh, James 1, we're going to look at the book of James called, and I'm calling it Essentials, because it's essential to our faith. And uh, some people believe that James was writing to counteract or, uh, or to um, balance out Paul's teaching on grace. And so James is teaching on works, but that's not true. James actually wrote about five years before Paul wrote. James is, is the earliest epistle written. And so, so James just wrote, uh, really, the book is about faith. It's about growing in faith, maturing in faith. Um, yeah, James was not a believer when Jesus was on the planet. James is the half-brother of Jesus, if you don't know that. Um, James was uh, his brother. And so he was not a believer, did not believe in his brother. I can understand that. Uh, you know, probably was tired of his mom and dad saying, couldn't you be more like Jesus? You know, couldn't you be more like your brother? Uh, a little bit bitter from that. And so actually at one point in, in, in the story uh, of James, he goes and gets Jesus and pulls him aside and says, hey, come on, quit making a fool of our family. Wanted to grab him up, quit saying these things. And so he wasn't a believer. He became a believer, obviously, after the resurrection and uh, was known as the greatest leader of the Jerusalem church, became one of the pivotal voices for the church uh, in the early stages. So we get this book from him. I juggled and, and kind of wondered about preaching on the first book, James 1, because it's all about trials. And I didn't want to teach that on Mother's Day, but come on, how many of you moms know that motherhood is a trial? Any amens out there? Come on, being a, just, just loving people, giving your life away, having kids, or being, being one that maybe you don't have kids, but you give your life to the other kids around you, or as a teacher, just the sufficiency of what you give away sometimes can leave you drained and in a trial. And so I've got good news for you. God's going to use the trial. We're going to look at, at James and look a little bit about trials. And I believe there's a miracle for you today. I really do. No matter what you're facing, I believe God has a miracle on this day. James is writing to an immature church. His intention is to tell us to grow up, to tell us to quit just worrying about Sunday and to actually live our faith Monday through Saturday. He's telling us that we need to mature in our faith. And so the look of, of trials and tests, he kind of 
says this helps us to mature. We're going to start in the message version, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 8. This is in the message, so uh, if you only read King James, I'm sorry. Today, hopefully, you'll get a little bit from the message. Is that good? James 1. Y'all, is that good? Yes. We are at Transformation Church, right? Awesome, awesome. We are, we're a talkback church. If you don't know that, we're a front row culture. We bring energy from the front. We lead from the front. I love you to talk back to me. I promise you, the quieter you are, the more I think you're not hearing it. So I repeat it like five times and you're here a lot longer. Everybody, I used to say, you know, if you amen me, I preach faster. It's true. Other people didn't believe it, but I, I, I saw it a few, few weeks ago. One of the services, they were just quiet the whole time. I went over like five minutes because no one responded. I'm like, I'm saying it five times. You know, so just work with me. We're talk back. Just talk back to me. Shout amen. That's good. Oh, my. We love you, Jesus. <laughs> Chapter one. Consider it a sheer gift, friends. A sheer gift. When, you, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides... Somebody say, from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and, sh- and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Like, don't, don't want out of it. Like, let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help. And he won't condescend you. When you ask for it, ask boldly, believing without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think that you'll get anything from the master that way, adrift at sea, keeping all your options open or up and down, up and down. Title for today is this, Can I Get a Gift Receipt? Can I Get a Gift Receipt? Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for your word. Uh, We pray that it would change us. It never changes. Uh, but it changes us. And so we thank you that you would grow our faith. You would mature us by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, went and shopped for my wife a couple days ago. Got her a gift. Haven't given it to her yet because I want to give it all uh, as a family to her later today for Mother's Day. But went into Williams-Sonoma. Won't tell you what the gift is because uh, she doesn't know yet. But I walked in. It was, a, it was a decent gift. Probably it was, you know, wasn't cheap. Wasn't real expensive. It was about 100 bucks, man. And so, uh, <laughs> and so... So got, got, got the gift for her for Mother's Day. And, um, and uh, the lady looked at me and said, would you like a gift receipt for that? I'm like, uh, that's kind of weird. It's my wife. Like, I just told you I'm buying a gift for my wife. I'm not going to give her if you want to return it, babe. No, I don't want a gift receipt. I thought through this. I'm a good gift giver. Do you think this gift sucks or something? Why do you want me to give it back? You know, you want me to take it back? I don't, give, I don't get gift receipts for people because I think I'm a good gift giver. I don't give you the option to return my gift. I don't like it. You know? I don't know. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> but you got any of those family members that you know you can't return that gift because they're going to check where it is a year later when they, every time they're at your house, anytime they're at your, where's that little mug? I took a picture. And they call, I wanted, I'd like to take a sip of coffee from that mug with your picture on it from eighth grade. You look like an idiot. I made that for you. You're like, oh, the, the neighbor, the neighbor had, the neighbor uses that. So we're letting them borrow it. You know, I don't have it out, mom. Where, where's that? Where's that crocheted picture of baby Jesus, life-size, that I wanted for your kitchen wall? Where's that pic? Well, we, you, know, you know how you are. You bring it out. It's worse when it hangs on the wall because you've got to bring it out every time they're coming over. You know, you, come on, somebody. Get it from the back closet. You know you're bringing it out, hiding it all year. They're coming over. You know, Granny's coming over. You pull out that out-of-style sweater you've been wearing for five years. You're like, Granny's coming over. Get it out, you know. Where's that sweater, honey? You can't return it. You can't give it back. It's a gift. And many of you are asking for a gift receipt from the trials that God's given you. 
or the, or the test that you're in right now. You're saying, man, I didn't, I didn't choose this, God. I, can I get a gift receipt on this? Like, I don't really see this as a gift. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't choose this gift. But God's saying, no, 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 no. This is a gift that's actually in your life to help mature you and develop you and grow you. You, you can't give this back. This isn't a, a return receipt option on this. Like, don't give the gift back. God wants to begin to do something inside of you. I know you might not understand it. I don't understand some of the trials I'm in right now, but I know that God's doing something. And, and, I, and I think sometimes God's showing up at our house going, what'd you do with that gift? Did you hide it in the closet? Do you only bring it out on Sundays when you think I'm around and listening? Or do you ignore it all the rest of Monday through Saturday? Like, what, what'd you do with the gift? Like, I bought it for you. Did you return it? Did you ignore it? Did you bury it? Like, I bought it for you. I gave my life so that you could make it through this trial, like, what'd you do with it? I think sometimes we're trying to get out of things that God's wanting to use to develop us. It says, when you're under pressure, like, consider it a, a gift, like, tests and challenges come at us from all sides, and when you're under pressure, don't prematurely try to get out of it. Let it do its work so you're not deficient in any way. We've got a culture of deficiencies, right? Sleep deficient, iron deficient, calcium deficient. Come on, all these deficiencies in our, in our culture, uh, nutrient deficient. It's proven now that vegetables, I was studying on this, vegetables have less nutrients in them than they used to have. Uh, because the fields or the farmland or the soil has less nutrients in the soil because they've tried to grow too much too fast in the soil. And so as they grow too much too fast, the soil couldn't keep up with the nutrients. And now the vegetables that come from that soil are lacking in nutrients. My question to myself and to you is, have we tried to grow too much too fast in God? Like if we tried to jump from field to field to field, escaping the certain trials that we might face in one field to get to the next thing, to distract ourselves from the actual thing God's wanting to give us nutrients in our soul and make us not deficient. I know for myself, like there's things in my life that I've tried to just jump through and get, get around or go to the next field and grow something in my life. But God's going, no, 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 I can't develop you. I can't do some things inside of you until I remove some deficiencies from you. And if, I, if you don't allow this test and this trial that you're in to have its work, if you want to out of it prematurely, then you're going to actually be deficient in the soil of your soul and your character. And God's saying, I need to develop some character in your life. I need you to to see this as a gift and you can begin to develop weaknesses and immaturities into strength with these gifts of trials and tests that we're all in. Come on. Yay. Happy mom's day. That's why I debated on sharing on trials and tests and gifts, but, but it's, it's real. Like the test and the storm is developing you. It's maturing you. It says that your actual true colors come out. Your, your faith is tested and the, and the true faith life is exposed and forced out into the open. What he's saying is you, you can't go around. You've been trying to go around this test and this storm for so long. You can't go around this any longer. you got to go through it. You've got to go through it. Like I, my, my wife and I, I was telling church today, I asked her permission to tell the story. My wife and I are in a trial and a test kind of in our life where we've never faced and, and uh, some things just in our, in our relationship, in our marriage. And come on, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that we don't, you know, I'm not human, right? And so, and so we're, we're, we're we, you know, when you're, when you're going fast paced in life and you're building a, a church or you're giving your life to a business or building something in your life or, or giving yourself to your family, whatever, you can end up running parallel real easily, right? And, and you just go through life and then all of a sudden you look up and we've got teenagers and come on, that's a trial, somebody. And that trial brings out a little fiery trial that we got going on and trials, you know, beget trials, you know, like, man, oh, you know, I love you, but we don't like you right now. You know what I'm saying? Someday she don't, 
And so, and so we're working on some things. But you know, you know what happened? For years, we just ignored it. For years, we just went around it. For years, we were busy. We'll just get to it. We'll just deal with it when, it, when, when it's a better time. It's when it's more convenient. And now God's saying, no, 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 you can't go around this any longer. Come on, guys. We love to say sorry and get to the fun part. We think it's all good when we get to the fun stuff, right? Well, don't you remember? We had fun. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't deal with the real issues. Come on, somebody. Girls, they'll, tell, they'll lie to you. Guys will lie to you to get to the fun stuff. All that don't believe them. Make them deal with some stuff. Come on, y'all can, y'all can be honest in church. And so, so we're, we're going to deal with it. And I, I would ask you, are you burying it? Are, are you going through the same test that you went through five years ago because you've gone around it? Are you facing the same trial and the same test over and over and over? We don't get to go around it. You don't get to audit character class in Christianity. I wish I could audit that class. I wish I could go around that. And God's saying, no, 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 don't bury it. Don't ignore it. It's actually producing maturity in you. Face it head on. Trials come at you in every direction, every direction, the Bible says. Wouldn't it be great if we could just work on our, our one word for the year? We're going to deal with kindness this year, Lord. Come on, anybody got your word for the year? <laughs> yeah, you know you do. It's joy, you know. Right, right. It's, it's, it's generosity. God's like, no, 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 no. They're coming at you in every direction. We're going to work on joy. We're going to work on generosity. We're going to work on that attitude. We're going to work on that behavior. We're going to work on that character. We're going to work on that try. It, it's every direction. Come on, they come at me in every direction. Did we lose the screen in the back? Because I have no idea what time I got. I might preach to y'all for three hours. It comes at us in every direction. I, I know for me, like slow traffic, anybody? It's a trial in all kinds of directions for me, slow traffic. I'm, I don't even, listen, don't, we don't, that's, why we don't give out, that's why we don't give out bumper stickers with our logo and church name on it. We don't do it. I know y'all. I know me. <laughs> I know it. We don't do it. <laughs> Come on, the other, another trial for me. The, the, the 10 items or less checkout, li- checkout line and you've got 15 items in it. I mean, 15, there's a grace for 15, but when you go up to 20, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, 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 you're 10 over, you're 10 over. And you're trying to like, a, a pack of gum is one thing, like put you over the limit, that's fine. But you got like 12 canned goods and you're trying to count it as one item. It's all the same thing. Come on, you got to count each one of those, okay? Anybody get, lose their salvation in that when you see them? The, the thing that gets me also is, is checkout. Listen, the checkout line, you're in a hurry, and, and the checkout clerk thinks she's the conversation clerk. Come on. Bill, trying to be nice. You need to learn conversation brevity. You know what I'm saying? We have a line here. This is the checkout line, not the conversation line, somebody. And then we get up to the line, and the next person is like, how are you doing? Oh, God, it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Trials in every direction trials. I know those are silly ones, but, but they're trials. God's using the trial that you're in right now to build and develop and make you better and to mature you on the inside. Come on. It's a gift. Don't try to get out of it. You're getting better. Look at five people and say, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Come on. It's a gift. Five people tell them it's a gift. It's a gift from God. Count it all joy. Count it all joy when you face various trials. Y'all with me today? Count it all joy. Listen, it doesn't say feel it all joy. Enjoy it as joy. It says count it as joy. 
The word count is actually a business term, and it means evaluate it. Evaluate it as joy. And, and, and here's what you need to know. Your values will determine your evaluations. Whatever you value will determine how you evaluate the trials and the tests in your life. So if you value the eternal over the temporal, you'll evaluate something different. If you value godly character over worldly character, you'll value the trials you're going through or evaluate them different. If you value comfort over character, you will always be bitter in your trials. If you value comfort over character, you'll always be bitter in your battle. I mean, it's like, I want comfort. Why am I going through this? Why am I facing this? I went out of this prematurely. And God's saying, no, no, it's a gift. I need you to value it in a different way. Count it all joy. Like, begin with joy. How you begin is how you end. Evaluate it joy. I uh, was going to my nephew's wedding. He got married this Saturday and yesterday in in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. It was cool. Governor Bill Lee actually did his wedding, officiated the wedding. That's pretty cool, I thought. He, he is a campaign strategist, brilliant kid, and he jumps from campaign to campaign to help people uh, with their campaigns. And so I show up, and we found, I found out that day, gov, the governor's doing his wedding. I'm like, what's up, dude? What's up, Gov? You know? And um, I didn't do that. Don't worry, okay? <laughs> Y'all are like, I don't doubt it. My, one of my, well, I don't even know if I should say it. One of my sons looks at me and says, hey, dad, should I go ask him what his stance is on legalizing marijuana? I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, you know my trial, somebody. Come on. Uh, <laughs> can we be real in church? And so uh, I said, you can't do that, son. You know his stance. He's like, I know, but it'd be a fun day for me. <laughs> But, but on the way to the wedding, the day before the, uh, the wedding, my wife about a month ago had just kind of secretly dropped a hint that we were going to help with my niece's uh, toddlers, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. She just kind of, in passing, said, hey, we're going to help Lexi out with, the t- with her kids. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like at the wedding, you know, her, uh, my niece and her husband were in the wedding. And so this was the groom's sister. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like we can help them out. You know, we'll help them out at the wedding. Like what is that? You know, I'm just kind of not calculating all of it. You know, I'm like, yeah. And then the day before the wedding, she's in the kitchen and just going about her day and just acting like everything's normal. She's like, yeah, they're dropping the kids off tomorrow morning before we go to Lexington. I'm like, <laughs> what you said we were helping at the wedding. Yeah, they're in the wedding. I'm like, yeah, we're helping at the wedding. They're in the wedding. Like, yeah, they're, I'm like, you just said dropping off, dropping off, dropping off. We're driving to Lexington, three-hour drive. What do you mean dropping off? We're driving. And then my son, Jude, I don't know where he is, but he, 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 he says, hey, whoa, 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 we don't, whoa, like, we don't have enough room in the car. I'm like, yeah, we don't have enough room in the car. <laughs> I'm, way, I'm beyond toddler seats and diapers. My son's like, it's going to stink. They're going to crap in their diapers. I'm like, it's going to stink, babe, in the car. Here I am. He's 14. I'm 44. You know, I'm like, it's bad. <laughs> I'm losing, I mean, this is, I know y'all pray for your pastor, you know, I'm like, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm having, I'm like, I'm just, I don't, I don't like toddlers, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, I like not riding in the seats with me. Like, do you know how hard it is to do those seats and to get to stuff? I'm sweating right now. <laughs> my wife said, my wife said I handled the weekend well, man, I got, you know, but, but, but I look at her and I'm going, I'm going off and she's just got this stoic face. Like it's going, this too will pass. This too shall pass. 
And my, my daughter, my daughter, Anna, I don't know where she is. Is she in here? Anna, she's probably serving in the kids, but she's uh, 12. She's sitting at the table doing her, doing her homework. And she says, uh, uh, hey, Dad, uh, don't, do you remember all the stuff you say about serving people and helping people and loving people, especially when it's your family that might be in a little bit of need? She goes, so I'm looking at her. She goes, so why don't you put on your big boy pastor pants? And help somebody. I was like, that's right. That's right. That's good, sweetie. So good. <laughs> so so I, had to, I had to reevaluate what I valued. Did I value a non-smelling, clean, nice, easy, comfortable ride to Lexington? Or did I value godly character to help my family and to serve somebody? You, you need people around you that will help you reevaluate what you value when you're in the middle of a storm so you can evaluate the storm the right way. If you're having a struggle with joy, you probably need to reevaluate your values. If you can't find joy in your battle, if you're dealing with it in your marriage, in your, in your life, in a trial, in a test at work, you probably need people around you or to, re, or to remind yourself of, man, what do I really value? Like, what's really important to me? I think it's important. God says, listen, don't get out of this. There's some trials you're going through. And here's the thing about the trials. that Your faith is always tested. The Bible says clearly that your faith will be tested. When your faith is tested, it's to, it's to build perseverance or patience and perseverance in you. Some of you think you're, you're going through something because you're, you're, you're a mess or, you, or you're not worthy or God's angry at you or how did I blow it or I ended up here again or I got myself in this. And the reality is you're wanting a gift receipt on the trial you're in asking God to, to give it back to God. But, you're, you're, but God's saying, no, 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 you're, this isn't on you. Like, it isn't your fault. It's that we all are tested. A teacher doesn't test the pupil to punish the pupil. A teacher tests the pupil to promote the pupil. A company doesn't test the product to harm the product. A company tests the product to mass produce the product. You're on the edge of mass production. You're on the edge of getting through breakthrough. You're on the edge of becoming something new and seeing God move in your life. God's testing you. Some of you have got your cap and gown on. Come on, it's May, baby. It's graduation season. Some of you are so close to quitting, but God's going, no, 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 no. Hang in there. Don't quit. You're about to graduate. You're about to move the tassel. Toss the cap. You're going to a new level. And you feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm just out here being tested. No, no, no. This is working for you, not against you. Some of you are signing up for summer class because you skipped too much class. <laughs> Some of y'all's nickname's Spicoli. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Y'all, it's a 70s movie or 80s. I don't know. But, but so, some of y'all, it's okay, though. Like, if you've got to take summer class, it's okay. Like, God's with you. He's training. He's teaching. The Holy Spirit's the master educator that can help us get through every trial and test we're facing. God goes on to say this test that you're in is actually producing patience. Listen to me. Not patience like you're just sitting by and by and happy that you're going through it. Like, this is so great, Lord. Thanks for the trial. No, that's not what it's talking about. Not that type of patience that sits in a doctor's office and stays patient. No, the type of patience, it's actually translated endurance. That the test you're in is actually producing endurance on the inside of you. It's actually the word that means those, those that can stay or remain under pressure. Those that can stick up under pressure without trying to get out of it prematurely. Those that have the nature and courageousness to face difficult situations. Those that can actually finish a marathon. And that what's happening inside of you and what you're going through right now, God is developing some perseverance, some non-quitters in the house. Come on. God's just looking for people that won't quit. 
hell is scared of people that just decide, this is going to blow over. I'm getting stronger. Hear me. If yesterday could have killed you, it would have. And the fact that you're here today means you're stronger. You need to tell the devil, you should have killed me yesterday because I'm still worshiping today. I'm about to graduate. God's about to do something new in my life. The fact you're here means you're stronger. You've got perseverance. I know it's hell. I know it's a battle. I know you don't understand it. I know you didn't sign up for the trial. I know you didn't choose the trial, but God's saying, don't trade the trial. You didn't choose it, but don't trade it. I'm doing something in you. I'm building perseverance inside of you. Come on, what if we just decided not to quit on our marriages, not to quit on our dreams, not to quit on our churches, not to quit on our families, just had some, some strength, some tenacity. God's just looking for people with their back up against the wall that just make a decision. I ain't quitting. I'm not rolling over. I'm not dying, devil. I'm going to face it. So I'm developing perseverance in you. Don't you wish there was a perseverance simulator? You could walk into a room and see a treadmill and just start sweating, you know, like, whoo. That was good. A little sore today. There's no simulator for perseverance. It's called life. It's called pain. It's called trials. It's called tests. It's called prayer. It's called getting up under the bar and pushing some weight and pulling on some stuff. I'd love to have a simulator. You can't read a book and gain perseverance, people. You can't. You can't. You can read the Bible all day long and never have perseverance. It's because it comes through the the trials and the testing of our faith it produces something that's so precious and God says hey and if you're going through hell and you're facing a battle and a trial and you don't know what to do just ask for wisdom he says all you had to do was ask all you had to do was come to me not worldly wisdom not your friends not your family not the latest advice not the latest book like just come to me I've got wisdom I want to give you he says I'm readily available to actually give you wisdom he doesn't say, when you're in a trial, he doesn't say ask for deliverance. How often do we pray for deliverance? He doesn't say ask to get out of it. He doesn't say ask for strength. He doesn't say ask for faith. You have faith in you. He says, ask for wisdom to know how to deal with this trial and to grow and to get God glory and to grow in your maturity and your levels of strength to go to the next level God has for you. And he says, and when you ask for wisdom, ask in faith, believing that you receive it and that he won't be condescending. When I ask my teenagers how to help me with technology, sometimes they're like, some of you think that's how God's treating you when you're asking him for wisdom. He says he won't treat you like you're stupid. He won't treat you like you failed. It says he'll actually give it to you liberally. Like you can, he'll actually give you wisdom without finding fault. Come on. Sometimes we'll, we'll give our advice and give how they blew it as well. Come on, somebody. Like, oh, I'll tell you what to do, but this is, what you, this is why it happened. God says he'll actually give you wisdom without finding fault in James. And just say, here, I'm on call. I, I want to I I give you wisdom. I want to help you get through this. He goes on and says that he would give the crown of life to those that persevere. Look at, look at verse 12. Verse 12 says that if we'd stand the test, if we would if we would allow it to have its work in us. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life the Lord has promised to those who love him. Having stood the test. Come on, the principle of Christ is always the conflict and then the crown. Always the test and then the testimony. That's Christ's principle. So often we want the crown before the conflict. 
That's not the kingdom. And God's saying this, if you'll just stand the test and persevere, I'll give the crown to those that love him. Not those that did it perfect, not those that never failed, not those that didn't blow it, not those that never doubted. But those that decided I'm for them, they love me and I love them, not tossed to and fro like every wind of the sea up and down. He loves me now, he loves me not. He loves me now, he loves me not. He loves me now, he loves me not. I'm just deciding that God loves me and I love him and I'm sticking to it. I'm not giving up. I'm getting a maturity in me. No matter what I'm facing, I can ask him for wisdom and he begins to direct me and direct my path. Would you stand to your feet with me? I want to pray for you. Some of you are in the trial right now that you haven't chosen. Some of you are facing some things today that, that you, know, you never chose, but you, you would say, I, I know I can't trade it. And I need wisdom how to handle it. And I need, to, I need to reevaluate my values so that I can find joy again. Hopefully today, just me sharing the word would help you reevaluate some things. And if you're here, no one looking around, heads bowed and eyes closed, and you just say, you know what, Jamie, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to to find joy. I'm struggling to not quit. I'm struggling to value the right things. But today, this is helping me. I need God's help. I need God's strength. We love God, but listen to me. Love and trust go together. If you can love him, you can also trust him right now. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't roll over. Don't play dead. Don't, don't, don't go hard in your heart. I know it's a trial that you didn't choose, but I pray that God would show you that you don't need to trade it today. No one looking around. If that's you, you say, Pastor, that's me. I need, I need to, to value some different things, and I need God's help in this trial. Put your hand up to me right now. Hands across the room. God, I thank you for your, your strength and your wisdom. I thank you for your spirit leading and guiding us. I ask you to supernaturally flood this place with wisdom. Every trial, every test right now, Lord, we ask for wisdom. You give it liberally. You give it from heaven. I thank you for wisdom, God. I thank you for direction, divine guidance. We don't need services. We need supernatural guidance. Father, thank you for your word today. If you're in this place, heads bowed, eyes closed, if you'd say, you know what, I, I, I need wisdom. Well, the ultimate place of wisdom is Jesus Christ. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, maybe you've been trying to, to lead your own life or be wise in your own strength, your own capabilities, but you know you've never surrendered. The Bible says, let patience have its perfect work. Allow patience to work. God will not develop character without your cooperation. And if you've never surrendered to Jesus, today's your day. And I don't mean surrendering to church or to religion or to rules. The Bible says this simply. If you would give your life to Jesus Christ, just surrender control of your heart to Jesus. Believe that he is God, that he, he saved you from your sins, that he came to earth, died on a tree, took shame and guilt and sin and and all the corruption and hurt in the world and nailed it to a tree. He was beaten without, until we couldn't even recognize him as a human to give us our identity in God back. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I need a fresh start in God. I'm not walking with God right. Maybe you did in the past, but today you need a fresh start with him. No one looking around on three, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up to me. You say, Jamie, I need a fresh start with God. Not about how good you are or your works or deserving it. It's all about what Jesus did. If you're ready to say, you know what, I need Jesus. I need God. One, two, three. Put your hand up to me right now. Thank you for your honesty. Come on, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Come on, God bless. God bless you. Come on, I'm proud of you right there. God bless you. Come on, Father, you see our hearts. Lord, we surrender. Lord, in the middle of whatever we're facing right now, we say thank you for the trial because it's brought us to you. It's brought us to our knees. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. If you put your hand up, 
just, just pray this prayer with me or pray it in your own words. It's a simple prayer, just surrendering to Jesus. Just kind of putting words to what the, what the faith is that just happened in your heart. I'm just going to pray a simple prayer. Just pray with me. If you didn't put your hand up, but you need to, put your heart up in this prayer right now. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. It's not about me, Jesus. It's not about how good I am. It's about, it's about you, Jesus, and all you did on that cross for me. I believe that you're God. I believe that you died as a man and that you died as God on that cross and you removed all my sin and all my shame and all my guilt forever, past, present, and future. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your strength. Fill me with your wisdom. I surrender to you today, Jesus. I give you my life. Use me for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate like we actually believe that souls going to heaven matter. People all across this house saying yes to God. Man, I'm so thankful for the miracles God's doing today.